Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to the CineStream Club, the weekly pod where we pick a film that society adores and run it through the CineStream test, where we answer the big questions like... What should have been left on the cutting room floor? Or who could Tom Hanks play in this movie? Don't forget to subscribe and review and like and share and all that kind of stuff that people usually ask for. But please do it if you like the podcast because it really does help. Here we go. This week on the CineStream Club, a movie that made standing on pianos very popular. It's big. Hey, Trev. Heart and soul. I fell in love with you, heart and soul. The way a fool would do madly. We're here to talk about Big and Tom Hanks in his movie in the 80s. It's Big! <laughs> Are we ready? Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Well, no, guys, I need to know that yous are really my podcast friends, so... Yeah. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down, the roller coaster, sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't <laughs> let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, go, 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 shimmy, shimmy, rock, shimmy, shimmy, go, 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 shimmy, shimmy, rock. I made a wish on his altar. She said, just get a biscuit, ice cream, soda, pop, vanilla on the top. Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street ten times a week. I meant it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, suck you in the stomach three more times. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> I thought you she said... She walks down the street ten times a week. Watch, yeah. That, Streetwalker. That's, 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 that's pretty normal. She goes yeah. Monday to Friday twice a day. That's She yeah. gets the bus. She's a, bin, she's a bin woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. She's uh, readdressing the gender balance in uh, waste management. That that whole that's actually that whole song in the movie. Is that how white middle class children communicate in the eighties? Tick tock, barana. I say the amount. Yeah, like it, that, that didn't connect with me. That I have to say. That <laughs> well, yeah. Ju- judging by your excellent uh, recollection of the actual song, there, tick tock, banana rama. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't remember that. Banana rama, ooch, ach, ooch. Yeah, a bingo, a bingo, I, I do know a bingo, the origin bingo, of that, though, in my research. Dre, you're a big, big fan. I'm sure you know this, too. During filming, oh, one of Tom Hanks' kids came back from summer camp, and they had that song. And he said, hey, it's great. Let's put her into the movie. Because that's how kids talk. Because my millionaire kid talks like that, so that must be how all the kids talk that go to high <laughs> At school. At Rich Camp. <laughs> At Rich Camp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, next door to Scientology Camp. Well, look. We're already talking about it. Let's 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 dig a little. Let's get the shovels out and dig a little deeper. <laughs> what does this movie mean to you? I get look. I think Dre again. This is one of your big ones. So I'll just give you my little slight two cents, and then I'll hand it over to you. No pun um, intended. Big one. For me, the one thing that Big did for me when I saw it as a kid, it it really connected with me with how it 
empathizes with kids and, and what they go through. That scene when the kid is queuing up for the ride and he's chatting up the, what he's trying to chat up the, the the girl that he fancies the hot girl and um, who's older than him and she's like hanging out with the guy who drives and they get to the ride and then the guy with the bandana on his head goes hey i don't make the rules you can't ride on this thing because you're too short that whole and then he has to walk away dejected and his parents are looking at him taking photos and he got so down about that but you would yeah. get down about that kind of thing, being a 13 or 14 year old short kid. Hey, I can relate to that a little bit. You know, I, 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 that was pre my growth spurt. Um, <laughs> pre insinuating I did have a growth spurt. Yeah. And uh, your growth spurt yeah, was last week. That's <laughs> last week. Yeah, yeah. Finally. Um, so it empathized with kids and it also just nailed like what it must feel like, to, like that. Those dreamy movies where, as a kid, you think, God, what would I do if I if I had a job and lived in New York as a 14-year-old? It was the... And there's a lot of those types of movies, and it nailed it. But anyway, that that's kind of what it did. For, like, I don't have any specific memory. I just... I saw it a few times, kind of on UTV on a Saturday at 2 o'clock kind of thing. That's kind of... And you're picking up UTV off terrestrial tv and the lines are all wavy because <laughs> you're getting that you know you, you yeah, one of the english yeah. channels um and you get to see a girl in a bra at, at, at two o'clock in the day on tv yeah. because the scheduler is lazy and they haven't just they just saw that it was pg and they just you know shot it out on the airwaves um but yeah no real direct memory um but but Dre, i got a, i got a feeling that you might have a couple of specific memories on this one. Oh yeah baby I mean, <laughs> this is a big one. <laughs> this it's it's um for me this film not that it I I I don't remember watching it when it came out obviously because I I wasn't wait what year did it come out eighty eight yeah I was born a year later but when I was um thirteen I was kind of kicked out of a gang <laughs> you know a, a, a friend gang for being too short <laughs> which consisted of two other girls <laughs> and um. So and it happened, girls. At, it happened at the very start of summer. So the I had JC no savages. The JCs, I know, not the JC savages. And were uh, you were you trying to impress a guy in the T Birds who was driving a car and <laughs> <laughs> No, I just uh I kinda got kicked out of a gang and then had no friends. It was the beginning of summer. So one day when I was walking my dog down the green, I saw these two girls, which happened to be twins. I started talking to them about their dog. And then we said goodbye, and they walked back to their house, and they thought that I walked back, walked back to mine, but I actually stayed there looking to find out where they lived. And then the next day, <laughs> I called to their house and forced them to be my friends. And their favorite <laughs> film was Big. And yeah. so from that day forth... Um, it became your favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. but we, it, it was a film that we watched... Jesus, I'd say more than 10 times within the first two or three years of knowing each other. That yeah. film and 13 going on 30, because often it would be a film that we would, we'd put those films on mm. just for, you know, if we were getting Chinese and just having a chat kind of thing, those kind of things. Mm. But I did get a lot of things wrong, even though I watched it over like a good few times over a period of about four years. And I'm still best friends with those girls now to this day. Angela uh. Clett. Hi. Oh. So, would you like to hear my film summation of Big from Memory Alone? This is Andre's review based on memory. 
Yes. No, I got a lot. I got a lot of stuff wrong. That's why. Which is surprising the amount of times you've seen it. But yeah, <laughs> I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Big is a movie about a little boy in New York, I think, who wants to be a big boy in New York. He is sick to shit of the restraints of being a child. He makes a wish at a weird fortune teller machine. It has a spooky looking man wearing a headscarf and gold chains. So it's a clear indicator that it's legit. He makes a wish. I think lightning strikes the machine. We see the machine make all the wishes of the day come through. He wished to be big. So you've guessed it. He wakes up big, but he's in his own house and has to sneak out without his mom finding out that he wished himself big. My mom would go nuts. Um, He goes to New York. (laughs) He goes to New York and ends up going to the big toy store in Times Square. He has the time of his life playing with the toys and he has so much fun and he's so good at playing with them that the owners see him and they award him the highest paying job at the toy company and give him a penthouse apartment. I mean, I'm not that far off. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. You're joining the he, dots. It's yeah. through the prism of a, of a, of a young, the... simple child. Yes. Being an adult is that easy. He gets a bit lonely and go back, goes back to his hometown where he finds his best friend is still a child. He has to convince him that he is, in fact, his best friend and that he's merely in a grown man's body and that his wish came through. Tom Hanks, as a grown man, then lures the child back to his apartment where he has promises of lots of toys and bunk beds for sleepovers. The friend gives him lots of cool ideas and Tom Hanks takes the ideas and runs with them all the way to the top of the toy store. A very sexy lady from the toy store is very impressed with Tom and has Celtic designs on him and very much wants to have sexual intercourse with him, regardless of whether or not he has the mind of a 13-year-old. I mean, who would blame her? Am I right, ladies? (laughs) He begins to lose more and more interest in hanging out with his friends and becomes more interested in the older woman who is essentially grooming him. His friend goes home sad because he doesn't have a cool big apartment to hang out in the city anymore because his big friend just wants to have sex now. So he begins to... I'm nearly done, guys. He begins to miss home. So he goes home one day and sees that although he's been missing for quite some time, it seems like nobody gives a fuck, but he gives a fuck because he doesn't want to be big anymore. The fair is back in town, so he goes to the same magic fortune teller and wishes to not be big. There's a bang and a flash and some smoke, I think, and there standing before (laughs) us is a child in grown man's clothes. His grown-up girlfriend has followed him and she sees the transition before her eyes and it all occurs to her. She has indeed had sex with a child. He walks home in the very baggy clothes and at the end of the film finally sees his best friend and gives him a wave. We see his little face as he waves one more time and then it fades to black and the credits roll. I mean, it was close enough. <laughs> yeah. You've kind <laughs> of... It's like a Terrence Malick film. <laughs> the, gra- the, the leaves blow in slow motion for what seems like 40 hours. Yeah. He, get, he gets so aggressively young that he goes back in time to the land of dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. kind of, it was a bit of Benjamin, the curious case of Benjamin Button, but with toys and yeah. stuff. 
yeah, and and it's actually it's actually watchable and enjoyable and not mind-numbingly yeah. boring. But he yes. do, he doesn't steal his friends' ideas though. You're making him out to be. Oh, a, I know. That's yeah. like I he said. Ju- he just ignores is... his friend. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that comes from. Uh, I know there's a musical version of of Big that you've seen, Dre. We'll, we'll get to that later. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're pretty close. There's uh, th- there's no smoke and lightning and stuff. That would have been that that would have been interesting, but um, <laughs> the Zoltar machine does gurgle at one point that I that I only noticed because I was listening to the movie on headphones as I was watching it. But yeah, good job, good job, Dre. Now my uh, my experience of Big, me again being the elder statesman, this is another movie that I saw in the cinema. I was the age that Josh was when this movie came out. So I was, yeah, I was like 12 years old, just 12 years old when I saw it in the cinema. And I never um, really copped how how dodgy it was that she (laughs) falls in love with a a 12-year-old. But for sure... Did it make you feel it was possible to to bag a 30-year-old Wall Street uh, business lady? I, I think that's the real triumph of the movie is that... And and you know, in the movie as it, as it presents that he has sexual relations with um, Susan, and then the next day he's like, "Get me black coffee and a yeah. regular suit. I'm <laughs> yeah. a man now, and we're gonna yeah. I'm gonna go to a yeah, dinner yeah. party and talk about documentaries that uh, that I've seen." Yeah, yeah, did you see that PBS documentary about uh, history? Uh, <laughs> that's like the, yeah. that's the height of being an adult is watching a documentary. Yeah, yeah. but i like when you were saying trev i really i I thought it was funny um Mm. like there's lots of really like like um sweet funny moments in it but i did get that kind of sense of and it does get that sense the sense of frustration across of being of being a child and also the scene where he's in the kind of motel and he, yeah. It's like he's walked into taxi driver, and there's like people oh, yeah. screaming yeah. and gunshots bad, going off. Bad choice by uh, what, what's the his, what's his friend's his name? Friend, Billy? Yeah, <laughs> the little yeah. ginger kid. How, of all the hotels Billy knows in New York, like as a thirty-year-old boy, that that's the hotel he knows to, to bring him to. It's like, yeah, Sp- spend like, a little, spend a little Billy bit more before? money, it's and then saint. just go go to a regular yeah. hotel instead of this like hellscape. But when he's sitting there and he yeah. starts crying. Like that for me was like, you know, oh, yeah. I've been there as an emotional 12, 13 year old. You know, I've been yeah. there. But the but the fantasy element of when your parents left you in New York in a in a <laughs> yeah, in a, in, a, in a hotel where Harvey Keitel was a pimp outside. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. And like the previous yeah. Christmas, they left me, uh, you know, completely alone and, and flew off somewhere. <laughs> And I had to fight off two two uh, criminals. Actually, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Home Alone. Home Alone Tree, back in Burr. <laughs> <laughs> but the the way that he's like, um, it's got th- that fantasy of being a child in a grown up world yeah. and getting a job and getting money. You know, he gets like one hundred and eighty seven dollars or whatever it is. One hundred and eighty seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, they really screw you, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it did it did have that kind of. Um, that sort of weird um, growing, the growing pains of being a teenager. Yeah. And that the last kind of, the, the last summer before puberty hits and then everything changes. Well, you're not, you're, you're not really a kid anymore. 
you're just yeah. you're suddenly becoming a man and those opening scenes like the opening credits of the movie are brilliant like it really sets it up really quickly his frustration yeah. of being a kid and then himself and his best friend are talking about bras and his friend is I, I didn't know did you hear this line where he says she's wearing one of those kind of slips so you can see all the way down to her flowers he said did he say flowers <laughs> yeah flowers did yeah I, yeah does that mean like what i think it means i think so because they because in 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 american um 90s comedies they used to like did they not say to give a, a boy your flower was not oh, like a thing oh yes, yes that's yeah. right yeah oh. so funny though i actually i think we're on the same page because the next thing that we usually talk about here is what genre is it and you know is there a better movie in the genre so i actually have the, as as a kind of a as a as a kind of a sentence if, if you could it's not a word one word genre but the genre i have is what would a kid do if he had or she had full autonomy on their life and the bucket that it falls into is like the home alone ferris bueller world mm. that's what i think this film like, like it is coming of age and there is a whole genre of age-changing movies that's L-C-U-M-M-I-N-G. out there. L-C-U-M-M-I-N-G. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, Dre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming, <laughs> yeah. That's the Pornhub bootleg of Big, Big. Um, yeah, it's still called Big. <laughs> yeah, it's still called Big, yeah. But I have, <laughs> but that's what I have it as. It's, it's, it's a, you know, if a kid had a full autonomy, and it's like, that, that's the genre it is. And yeah. I think it's the best one. Like it's a better film than Home Alone. Home Alone has more nostalgia in, in some people's hearts because of Christmas. Yeah. And Ferris Bueller has a big thing with people, and not me because it kind of passed me by. But I still appreciate it, and I still enjoyed it as a kid watching kind of reruns of it. Reruns. What am I from? Where am I from? Minnesota. But yeah, I think. <laughs> but Big is one of my. It's my favorite one of those movies. Would we agree or would we disagree? Is there any better film in this genre? Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah. Better than better than big. I mean, if you is if you, is this the Jennifer Garner one you're talking about? Is yes. it Jennifer Garner? Yeah, Jennifer Garner and um, Andy Circus is also in it as well. Andy Gollum. He's in that. Yeah, yeah, he play? He's like the he boss. He plays her boss. Mm. Oh, no! Is he a yeah. CGI character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I the haven't CGI seen that. Boss. I haven't seen that movie all the way through, but I understand. I, I loved it. I understand she's very Jennifer Garner is very very good in it. And yeah, yeah. I, I actually only rewatched it uh, a few weeks ago. It's because that's another film that I've seen a, seen a lot of in my teenage years. So mm. often, if I want to get to sleep, I'll, I'll I, I put on a film that I've watched loads of times because I don't need yeah. to pay attention. It, it'll just relax me. Yeah, and that's one of them. And um, uh, so I watched it about three weeks ago for the first time in a good few years, and I still really enjoyed it. And I wasn't surprised or shocked by anything. And after after watching Big last night, I I prefer it. <gasps> I prefer Thirteen Ooh. Going on Thirty. Okay. And I am a staunch hot take. I am a staunch Tom Hanker. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you what's love interesting the is that the, the there was when they were tr- when they were struggling to so they 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 wanted Tom Hanks to get it and then to do it and then he couldn't do it. Yeah. And then they were throwing it around to loads of different actors, and then eventually, I think a year or two later, 
uh, it had kind of gotten a lot of hype because it was a mm. script that was being thrown around a lot that uh, Tom Hanks was then freed up and did it. Um, but but in the meantime, in that whole year of them not being able to pick the right guy because they were so set on Tom Hanks, the idea was put to the director that it, it would be a successful film if the main character was a girl. Mm. But how that would change the whole dynamic of the film. A girl in it. the late 80s? No one wants to see that. <laughs> but I think 13 Go on 30 kind of proves that... It can work. That dynamic, yeah. it did work. And it worked really well in 13 Go on 30. And it was really funny. Because, Trev, I was thinking of the kind of body swap comedy genre that was very popular in the kind of late 80s, early 90s. Freaky Friday. Yeah, Yeah, Freaky Friday, which, you know, there was a 70s version with Jodie Foster. And then there was the the early 2000s version with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. And then there was a movie Mm -hmm. called Vice Versa, which I saw, I think I saw it in the cinema with Judge Reinhold uh, (laughs) and uh, Fred Savage. But that, but that's like uh, father and son swap bodies or mother and daughter swap yeah. bodies. And then there's another one, uh, All of Me, a uh, Carl Reiner movie with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. But that's her yeah. taking over his body. So he's kind of half in control. So the only one that, that actually is like Big is 13 Going on 30 with Jennifer Garner. Every other one is a body swap comedy. A- apart from another movie called... Uh, 14 going on 30 which was yeah. released in 1988 which has yeah. uh, a guy who is a kid who is grown artificially or or, or uh, his friend invents uh, uh something that that can grow vegetables make vegetables grow larger because he's trying to like solve grow he's, tomato feed yeah he's trying to solve world hunger and your man yeah. uses it to become a, an adult so he can uh, seduce the teacher that he has a crush on. So that came out the same year as yeah. um, as Big. Who, but, like who who came up with the name? Like the marketing team should have been shot. Like we we got it. Fourteen going on thirty. Oh, maybe maybe there's a better word. Maybe there's a better. Uh, maybe fourteen going on forty or thirteen going yeah. on thirty. No no yeah, no no yeah. no. Fourteen going on thirty. That's the name. Let's keep that one. But it's <laughs> it's so sure? it's so close to thirteen going on thirty. But that's yeah. the only one that is just. The, the the same character just gets older. Yeah. It's not like or like Shaggy Dog where Tim Allen turns into a, a fucking dog. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I, I came up in the research because I was like, well, actually, what are these movies that are? But um, if I if I had to describe Big in a sentence, it would be teenage boy fulfills fantasy of having sex with older woman, comma. Also, there's a giant piano. Full stop. <laughs> I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a similarly kind of um, well no, I have a more vague uh, one sentence synopsis of this movie and all I have is Tom Hanks becomes a movie star <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but to me that like, like the first time I saw it's funny because obviously like I was I was born in 85 so this I was only three so obviously I didn't see it when I was three um, but when I did see Big, it was the first time I, I saw Tom Hanks properly in a movie. So it, it is my first memory of him, seeing him in anything, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so it is that, that, so to me, it's kind of the same experience. It was my first exposure to him. And what, as soon as you see him, like, and when you see some of the older films that he did, like, it is the first time that he kind of has that presence. It's like, it's like everything came together 
And by the time Big came out, he was just this global star, you know, and mm. he, he had arrived, as they say in Hollywood. Like that scene where his character meets the the owner of the toy company and he's kind of giving all these kind of eccentric answers to, and he's just being mm. the kid. But that's what Paula was saying. Like he, like he really is coming across like this kind of indifferent yeah. genius who's kind of like off kilter and just kind of says what he thinks, shoots from the hip. And obviously that's exactly what they were trying to do. And he, he kind of nailed it in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah he, but yeah. So he doesn't have the social uh, skills that adults would have to be kind of bitchy or mean or yeah. to, to say one thing and mean another. He's just kind of talk. He's talking like a kid. <laughs> your man's he's just going on and on about uh about toys and why a toy is good and yeah. your man's just like hmm this guy's got some real insight but yeah that when the scene where he was on the date with the girl played by uh, elizabeth Perkins, susan. uh susan they're they're having she's having wine and and they're having like a, a a date work night type thing and they're talking about their project and all he's doing is talking about toys 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 and he's probably he he comes across as that person who's just obsessed with their mm. work on the spectrum type level obsessed where he's just yeah. a kid talking about really cool toys. So yeah, <laughs> they, they do it really well. Um, yeah. And it's one of the things that I had noted on for your consideration, which we fall into right now. Um, yeah. n- nice little natural segue for your consideration. For example, Zoltar. Yeah. Don't explain it. They don't need to explain it. And also they have Tom Hanks with the movie they want to get Tom Hanks on screen ASAP. Yeah. So breaking the mold of, you know, we talked about coming to America, spending a long time with setup. Lots of 80 movies and 90s movies have that problem where there's a huge elaborate setup to mm. the kind of the, to get into to get into that that lean part of the of the movie where all the punchlines start happening. It takes ages. But with big, it's like a, it's like a five minute, 10 minute setup. It feels like it feels that way yeah. anyway. Like he's. He's talking to his kid and he's talking to his friend in school. He meets the girl in the fur, in the fairground, and then straight away he goes to Zoltar. Who's Zoltar? Doesn't matter. <laughs> he's a machine that he's gives big you. Now. <laughs> yeah, now he's big. And then yeah. the movie starts, and then it's like it's like ninety minutes of of comedy, and then the last five minutes is just the goodbyes and the sadness, and then yeah. it's over. And when you see the when you see the Zoltar machine at first, it's like separate from everything else. It's like off to the yeah. side which is something I never really yeah. noticed mm-hmm. before. But, you know, it's like immediately it just gives you that visual cue where your brain knows that something is quite different about this thing and something's quite off about this yeah. thing. Because it's literally on its own and there's nobody at it at all. And, you know, that, I mean, that could be because, you know, kids are snorting cocaine and playing Space Invaders or whatever they were doing back in 1988. <laughs> no one gives a shit about the Zoltar machine. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's got a very yeah. very quick setup. I mean, the opening credits are basically a day in the life of Josh, and then yes. the 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 next five or ten minutes, it's like it sucks being being small, and he's yeah he's humiliated because he can't go on the ride, and then he seems to power the Zoltar machine through like the power of sexual frustration, basically. Yeah, where he's like come on you son of a bitch work and it comes on it's like i feel your frustration oh yeah I, yeah i have that for the cutting room floor or sorry for um for plot hole and it's not even a plot hole it's just an unexplained thing i get it he's frustrated but jesus yeah like a bit of an overreaction yeah. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. A, a game to a game not working imagine imagine going to like the city the, the omniplex 
and you're uh, <laughs> like if my mother saw me like assaulting a, a bingo machine or a or a or a Sonic the Hedgehog game when I was you went, you went 14. straight to bingo machine, Trev. Well, yeah, I love oh, I love slot machines when I was a kid. My mum thought I was a freak. <laughs> like you go into like the 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 um, the, the multiplex places, and I'd yeah. be like, "Where's the slot machines? That's my bag." <laughs> You know, the, the one armed bandits, fuck Ryu and Ken. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> I want three cherries. I'm um, going gambling. I was a big gambler as a kid. I used to. Lo- I love. I loved a flutter. Tom Hanks. This to me, and for my for your consideration, it's just Tom Hanks. I yeah. think this is quintessential Tom Hanks. This is the best Tom Hanks performance. I think this is his best really? performance. His best. His best. I know. Saving Private Ryan and 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 uh, Philadelphia and all that stuff, but mm. just the way he carries this yeah. film yeah. and the way he has to act with kids and like carry all that emotion. He's a ten-year-old and it, like th- there's two scenes um, that nail it for me. One is the motel scene that Dre- uh, Ed already yeah. talked about. That's exactly what a ten-year-old would do. He'd cry and curl yeah, up yeah. in the ball, and you be- you believe that's a ten-year-old. And then the other scene when he's on the He's on the trampoline um, with Elizabeth Perkins, and and he's get and you can the, she's brilliant in it as well because like she's got all this stuff that 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 society puts in your mind as you go to college and you grow up and baggage, like, bro. They know, call it all, baggage. All the root, baggage. Yeah, she's got so much baggage, man. But but he's just and Paula actually nailed it when she was watching it. What she said, it, it just kids think very lin- linearly, yeah, yeah. and we're we're brought up to to think laterally mm. and that's what it is it's like in his head is like do you want to get on the trampoline do you want to jump let's jump are we jumping <laughs> and she's yeah. thinking about yeah, what yeah. will you think of me oh he'll see up my he'll see up my skirt and you know she's holding her dress and all this kind of stuff and just how he like he's so i'm going to sound really you know but he's just really sweet in that scene and yeah. um very funny i i think it's his best film and um, i think he should have won the oscar yeah he was nominated. Trev, have you have you not seen the terminal? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even nominated for that. I think I think yeah, shock. like that was first of all, the terminal was snubbed by the Academy. Mm. Um yeah. but I don't think you should be throwing around these best performance ones before you've seen some of his yeah. best work. So we'll make I'll, I'll I'll pull you up on that one. Mm. Um no, what I do think is that sh- uh, her character is she also goes through a bit of a transition too, you know, because, you know, she starts out going out with the other, with the other dickhead in work and then she softens and she's, she's really enamored by, by Josh. And then she, the, I think when she's at the fun fair with him towards the end of the film, you know, she's dressed casually and mm. she, she is very childlike mm. And it's almost like Josh is finally at the fair with the older woman he wanted all along, which was the girl that was like fourteen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the first season. <laughs> yeah. In the first scene, and he gets to go. He gets to go on the roller coaster. But Trev, I I think, yeah, like this is Tom Hanks's first uh, Oscar nomination, and mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if it's his best performance, but I think you're onto something in the sense that this is the sort of movie that wouldn't necessarily get like awards recognition. Yeah. It's a sort of a, you know, it's, it's a fantastical um, concept, but he does, uh, he, he elevates it to something more than it is. 
like I love how many times that she basically is coming on to him and he's completely oblivious. And I think she she thinks that he's just playing playing a cool or he's being eccentric because he's showing up in a white and gold tux. Yeah, he he turns up like Liberace <laughs> to the party. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, missing yeah. his like the rings yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 like, and that's why it's so believable how he progresses so quickly in the company because he's so he's so just yes or no with his logic and all, like the bit when he bumps into the boss um because he's running to the printer because somebody told him it had to be done by five and it's nearly five so he's he's running because that's what a kid would do yeah like yeah where an adult would be like oh do tomorrow what, what do you mean it's due today and there's all this baggage as you put yeah. ahead that you'd, you'd project onto the job he doesn't have any of that and then he's in a meeting and he doesn't understand something he'll just say i don't get it and it's like i don't get it and he'll just keep asking that question until somebody where in work like I think we've all been in a situation where you're, there's people in a room and somebody's saying something and nobody knows what they're talking about, but maybe because of their level, you're just afraid to speak up or something. And yeah, yeah. where he's a kid, so he's, he's not going to have that. Yeah. But that's the kind of personality that would just go right up the ladder in, in a company like that. So, I, I th- look. Um, if even if you don't think it's his best performance, I think when you put it next to, dare I say, Rain Man, and because you, you mentioned Rain Man earlier, that was the film that won the best actor movie that year. Um, but the be- Hoffman Hoffman really? beat him uh, to the mm. Best Actor award. Yeah, see, it's a better performance than that. I think. No, I I think that was just a case of we haven't given Dustin Hoffman an Oscar yet, and yeah. we got to give him one, and he's playing a uh, autistic man. A, a really good counter. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Twenty twenty-seven matches. So yeah, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Babbitt. It, Charlie Babbitt's my brother. It was more. He just did a weird voice. It was more. Well, it was more mannered and more extreme, and it kind of you know, and he, and he takes on this kind of weird physicality. But I mean, I yeah. I, I think Tom Hanks's performance is 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 much better. I mean, hundred percent. When it came to like for like, obviously, the best scene in the movie, the most memorable scene in the movie, and the one that is on some of the covers, like some of the DVD covers, is like Tom Hanks with his legs across the the piano but that but mm. that piano scene um i found myself just kind of like a big i felt a big smile in the middle of my stomach it just gave me a lovely warm fuzzy feeling uh I, watching yeah. it i almost welled up watching it last night yeah because i got it it just such, it's just a, yeah a warm fuzzy feeling that's what it was. i i actually rerounded called paula and that's when paula came in yeah she wasn't watching it with me she was just pottering about the place and then she heard that scene when they're playing uh, Heart and Soul and she came in for that and I rewound it again so she could watch it again. It's it's gorgeous. It's the sort of scene <laughs> that, that you'd see in a montage of like the greatest uh, cinema moments of the last, you know, 100 years or something. That that would be in yeah. there. And I think I've probably actually seen that in some some Oscars clip where they're like, you know, Jack Nicholson comes out, tonight we're here to celebrate the movies. And they have a big montage. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, you taught me how to do that on the piano once. Remember in my, in sorry, in your old house. Do you remember I moved into your old house? Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got a piano for free off somebody and I put it in the hall. And you and uh, two of your mates were at my house for some party. Yeah. and me and Mark. You started playing it and then you taught yeah. me how to do one of the parts. So yeah, yeah. everyone else was just pissed in the, in the kitchen. It didn't really work because I was standing on the piano at the time. But, um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> me, me, you, and Mark were in the hall going do 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 do. It was lovely. It's yeah, and and that's the thing about that song; it'll always bring you back to that scene. Well, I give you a, a fun fact about that scene. Yeah, the the director got two professional dancers in yeah. to do that because uh, she didn't think that the two actors would, you know. Be able to have the chops for dancing. Have the chopsticks, if you know what I'm saying. Learning the song, but but uh, the two of them loved it and they practiced their holes off. So they that's why they were able to shoot it uh, wide. They they were going to originally shoot like heads and feet, heads and feet, Um, and And then just have Kermit the Frog's feet, (laughs) like like in the Muppets Carol movies when it's like they cut to the feet to the body to the feet to the body. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. such a lovely little scene, and I, I love the, I love the exchange between between him and the boss, where he's like, uh, "Yeah, you took yeah, piano, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. three years, uh, every day after <laughs> yeah. school." There's there's lovely there's lovely lines like that where it's like he's talking about being a kid right now, but he just yeah. thinks he's talking about when I was yeah. a kid. But that's it, and it's also like I'm, when you're I'm a grown when up. you're when he was at the dinner party, and he knew all the ships that Columbus sailed because he probably studied it like a month ago um but it's also like they're the kind of things that you learn in school that you do forget but they're really important things to know like it's things about your yeah. history and things about like there's certain there's certain modules that you do when you're like 13 and 14 that's really interesting i won't say per, not pertinent to life but like just relevant to your history and then you go to college and you start learning technical skills about like how do you how do you write an if statement <laughs> or something mm. stupid like that that you know yeah um so yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that in in in, in, uh, in the movie does, does anyone else have anything for your consideration before we move on to cutting room floor i think his best friend deserves a bit of a nod absolutely like sorry yeah and uh, jared rushton like he was like one of the big kid stars of the 80s and the, 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 I, I actually spat out popcorn laughing last night because that first scene, not his first scene, but his first solo scene after Tom Hanks goes big um, when he's playing basketball. And yeah. he's like, I'm open, I'm open. Yeah. And he throws the ball. Yeah. And then he just like slams it at the at the hoop. <laughs> and then he goes and does it again. And it's, it's like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Along Came Polly. Uh, the same, yes, kind, of, the same kind of smash. Yeah. And it, that, that, was, that was so me in, in school. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know always calling for it but then you get it and you just like you know just kick the ball into touch yeah he he, he was he was brilliant because i remember thinking at one point watching it going feeling kind of weirdly jealous of the kid and going how cool must have been yeah. to be like tom hanks's best friend in a movie uh like for a summer and that's you know because they do come across as just like well, you know good they good and mates. they hung out together. They had to hang out together for for a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, they were they had lots of dates together. They were yeah. locked yeah. into a room full of toys. Yeah, uh, and forced to play, and that's where they that's where they um, which which just sounds like a weird <laughs> thing to say. Very eighties. Okay, we need to prepare for a film, so we're gonna lock yeah. your son in a room <laughs> with a grown <laughs> man with no supervision. Well, like, come on, cha-ching, mom and dad. And they're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the two of them, the 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 kid, the kid playing the young Josh was in was also locked in a room, mm. as, like it was the Tom Hanks, yeah. the young Josh actor and and your man, 
But that when he's when he's going in for the job interview, and he said, and but when he says, uh, he oh, wants yeah. says, "Oh, your son is going to have to yeah. wait here," and they just kind of they laugh. And he goes, <laughs> "All right, son, yeah. be, be good." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, like Dad." That like that made me laugh <laughs> so much because I was thinking, "Your one's going to yeah. go like, what the fuck is their relationship? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. going? What's going on yeah. there?" Okay, cutting room floor. What do we have? What's what piece of film is floating onto the floor? I I have. What's the point of the John Lovitz character? Like I I I know kind of what yes. happened to him and why he wasn't in it as much. And I'm going to ask that later, unless you want to talk about it now. Mm. Oh, but but just as as a just a general point, not needed. Just a pointless, the sarcastic guy, the the cliff character yeah. that you or yeah. is it norm or cliff who's the guy who's the who's the the, the, the chubby guy from cheers is it norm or cliff norm. I was, norm norm i was getting mixed up cliff cliff is the postman cliff's the postman yeah they did but he's the norm yeah. guy he, it's the guy that says the sarcastic thing but yeah he doesn't have anything to say you know <laughs> he's in like three scenes well i mean yeah he, he's there for um the the scene where he yeah when he starts work and he's yeah. like uh you see her, she say hello to her, and she's yours. Yeah, yeah. She'd, that, she'd destroy you. And that's an even more... I'll stay away, I'll stay away from her. <laughs> that, that was a funny line. It was, yeah. But he's just... It, it seemed to me, Trev, and I don't know if if there are any... I know there's an extended version of this movie that I've, I've never actually seen, but I don't know if there are any more scenes. It's, it feels like he had more scenes that got cut. Yeah. So I'd say he probably did end up on the cutting room floor. But you needed him for those, for the scenes where Tom Hanks is starting the job. You know, you need those scenes. Yeah. And he's in those scenes. So they couldn't cut him from that. Exactly. But they probably cut him from other there, parts. There is movie. a reason why, the, you're kind of right in what you're saying. And there is a reason for it. But I'll ask you that in the quiz. Ooh. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if anything else. Would, do you have anything else? I just what, have the. Um, I don't know his name, so I'm going to call him Kevin McAllister's dad. But um, the the the, yeah. the guy who plays the 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 bad guy, you know, the, the Susan's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just him acting drunk at the party scene. That's like, it's just some actors just can't act drunk. It's exactly like Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men. John, yeah, you're thinking of John Hurd. <laughs> <laughs> John Hurd is John the guy, Hurd, yeah. Yes. But Tom Cruise in a few good men, he he he's losing the case, loses confidence. Demi Moore goes away and goes off on him. The other guy who's in lots of other movies that I don't know his name, he goes away. Kevin and Paul. Tom who's Tom who's Tom Cruise has a bottle of wine or something and gets drunk and he's swinging his baseball bat around the room and Demi Moore comes to kind of <laughs> rescue him and you know give him confidence. And he's just like an idiot in that scene. He like he's just it's like you're looking at it and you're saying, like Tom Cruise has never had a drink yeah. in his life. Like he doesn't know what it, he doesn't know what it is to be drunk, and that's what um, John Hurd is like in this scene when he's drinking his martinis and he's trying to and he's giving out about uh, about Josh. It just yeah. it's just weak. This guy is uh, this guy is yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Apparently, it's a very very hard thing to pull off uh, and make it look realistic. I know that there's a story about Marlon Brando. He was making some movie. I can't remember what it was, but he was. He had to be drunk for a scene, mm. and he was like, "I can't act that." Yeah. So he just he just got drunk. Yeah. I don't know. If it was just an excuse for him to get fucking drunk. So did Martin Sheen in, got... in Apocalypse Now. He drank a bottle of gin before. The, yeah. And then he and then he <laughs> punched punched the mirror, <laughs> punched the window. Yeah. And and um, 
in Joe's. Yes. Uh, uh, Robert Shaw mm. got so drunk they had to abandon the shoot and then he came back the next day <laughs> yeah. sober yeah. and was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Spielberg, I'll do it again. I won't, I'm sober now, I can do the scene. Yeah. But it's it's a hard thing to pull off because you you it's so easy to over yeah. overdo it. I think if you're if you're if you're playing drunk, you just have to be maybe slightly more confident than you would normally yeah. be. But yeah, he comes across as a bit. But he's great. I, I love him in because to, to a lot of people, he's Kevin McAllister's dad in Home Alone. But to me, he's the sleazy cop in uh, the first season of The Sopranos. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who jumps off a bridge and kills himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other scene I have for the cutting room floor is when Tom Hanks goes back to his hometown to like look at like what the, the, the town he left <laughs> yeah. behind. And yeah, he, he's a fully grown man looking at yeah, kids playing yeah, in leaves. He's a fully grown man watching, just following kids around, watching kids graduate and watch and like all it's missing is like i think i'm going back to the day it's just it's too cheesy and it's also like he's looking back mawkish he's a he's 14 years of age this lad and he's looking at Mm. like other 14 year olds with this like nostalgia and knowingness that a 40 year old or 30 year old man would have but the point is he isn't he's 14 so why is he why is he looking at them with a twinkle in his eye because he's a man now. Because he's he's laid pipe. He has had sex. <laughs> yeah, he drinks coffee black. He doesn't have do not enter on <laughs> yeah. his office door anymore. I think, and he wears regular I suits. Think yeah. Sig is a is another example of how you remember when I was talking about Mrs. Doubtfire, how somebody re-edited the trailer to make it seem like a horror movie. That could really easily be <laughs> yeah. done. Oh yeah, for this. Um, <laughs> turn it into a really really dark kidnap movie because the, the what's 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 quite dark about it is that um nobody we don't really think about it from the mother's perspective of what's going on yeah. in the imagine, six imagine weeks that. that her child is gone <laughs> yeah. six weeks where she's getting mm. these phone calls from the man that she thinks <laughs> took her child and she doesn't think of after she gets the first call of maybe tracing the call or getting the cops around, yeah. she's like, oh, okay, I got, yeah. I know he's safe and well. I'll just continue as I am. You're, on, you're onto something, Dre. Yeah. Like a 90-minute a, a movie, horror film, purely from the mother's perspective. Yes. And then the ultimate <laughs> twist is, is that the son comes back and then tells her that the guy who kidnapped her was a 30-year-old version of him. <laughs> it's like the end of old boy or something when he turns out that he's actually been having sex with his daughter all this time like it's like a proper like weird twist um yeah we need we need a south korean remake of this yeah movie. yeah yeah but brought to you by tartan extreme yeah yeah uh absolutely that i want that that's a film i'd, I'd watch <laughs> even the um if you look at the film poster for this um even that is really sinister and could fit in with this with the with the horror thriller because it's just Tom Hanks's head with big at the bottom yeah. at the bottom and then on top it just <laughs> yeah. reads Have you ever had a really big secret? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, and he looks like a proper pervert in he, that photo, yeah, that, doesn't he? He's got his, his little eyebrows. Curvy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you know what I didn't get as well? Well, I guess it's kind of, it, it's a little bit confusing. Well, not confusing. When he goes to the Zoltar machine and he says, I wish I was big. Mm. Um, yeah, he's not he's not specific enough because <laughs> what if he just woke up the next day extremely overweight, like obese? Yeah, or <laughs> two hundred yeah. foot tall. He, did, he didn't. He, yeah. he wasn't specific enough about that. The Zoltar took a guess. Yeah, I I thought that, but then I thought the machine being magic can probably you know kind of read his Intentions. mind and read his thoughts and and knows. And yeah, knows what it what he actually means, yeah. what he wants. Um, but I just found it a little bit uh, a little bit strange. And then at the end of the movie, when uh, he says to Susan, and he's like, um, "You know, you could come with me." Well, first off, she says something that I think is the only thing that really edges her towards the, the sort of uh, the pedophile uh, group, <laughs> where she says. Uh, you know, maybe I'll see you in like six years. Yeah, and she yeah. says, "Keep my phone number." Keep my phone number, yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, I suppose." Because she's thinking, "Well, he'll be 18, and he looked like Tom, Tom Hanks, but 18." But the thing about the whole relationship is, at the start, when she's like looking after him, and he has the bloody nose, and she's like patting his nose down, she is a motherly mm. figure, and that you can see that that's kind of why he is attracted to her as well, because she kind of fills that yeah. that gap. And then oh. it's like he realizes that well, like actually, he just he just needs his mother now at this point. Yeah. He just wants to go home. Bit of Oedipus. And then she knows that too, and she just kisses him on the head. So I thought that was nice. Mm. Um, uh, that reminds me, Trev. Uh, yeah, the 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 scene, the scene leading up to that scene, where he's playing what's he playing like racquetball or something? Yeah. With uh, jo- is it jo- John Hurd? Is that the actor's yeah. name? Uh, K- Kevin McAllister's dad, and there uh, that. I don't know what it was, but that scene, the, there's only two times that, that, that there's a dissolve cut yeah. in the whole movie. Where, when when his friend uh, brings him his like, clothes and they're sitting in this kind of pipe and then it dissolves to them sitting waiting for the bus, yes. which I thought was a weird kind of thing. But then there's like a build-up where he won't give him the ball and it reminded me of when I was 12 or 13 and I was playing with my friends and one of my friends had like... Uh, the Jawa tank from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And he was playing with it. And then the, my other friend who owned it was like, oh, give me, uh, give me that back. I'm going home. And your man was like, no, I'm playing with it. And I was like, you give him back his toy. Yeah. And got real kind of pissed off. And we had like a scuffle. And, and he ended up like punching me in the head. <laughs> and it reminded me of that. It was like a teenage, you know, yeah. one teenager's being a, a little bit of a prick and the other guy is like, hey, c- cut that out. And then they have a scuffle and it ends with a punch. Yeah. But when it cuts to him, like, you know, with a bloody nose, for a second I was like, what, is he doing cocaine now? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I thought it was such a build-up that they should have shown that punch. Yeah. And, like, you, you could have had, like, him punch him in the face. And you know that kind of shot where it's like you see Tom Hanks... POV front on POV shot and then you see the fist coming towards the camera and then the fist hits the camera and it cuts to him going oh my nose yeah yeah it was just a weird edit it was really kind of was like what the fuck was that to be honest with you I actually I had it in my notes to that that whole scene I thought would go on the cutting room floor but 
by the end of the scene when he was keeping the ball away from him, I just found that very funny. I'm like, okay, that that is very funny. Yeah, it was it was funny, yeah. but then it could have turned and he and he should. He, I I just thought you should have seen him actually punch. Yeah, like you should have seen a full on sex scene as well. I think that would have been good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> uh, favorite quotes? I for me, it's more of a moments film as opposed to a quotable movie, mm. but. Two things that made me laugh yeah. was when he's in the interview and the interviewer goes, oh, you're missing a couple of digits on your so- on your social security. And he just goes, uh, 12? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. The, other no- the other one I have is when John Heard is coming out of the meeting where Tom Hanks is saying, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's a building that turns into a robot. What is that? And when he when he's coming out of that uh, meeting, uh, John Heard talks to Susan and he goes, I'm telling you, that man is a killer. <laughs> Yeah. It's such a brilliant line, like you know, when you because obviously we, he's a kid. <laughs> I like when um, when Susan's going over to the house for the first time, and she's been a bit coy, even though she she dragged him out of the party and you know made the <laughs> yeah. made the limo driver reverse at speed yeah. back to the apartment, and then when she gets up, she's like, "Oh, I don't know if we should do this," and. Then um, she's like, you know, sleep over. And Josh is like, you mean uh, sleep over? (laughs) Okay, but uh, I get to be on top. (laughs) And he's he's talking about his bunk beds and it's very cute. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. sexually frustrated. I I laughed at a a, a scene, the scene where he's like, um, yeah, I don't get it. It's a building that turns into a robot. Like, what's fun about playing with a building? And then he says... What, like what about a robot that turns into like a bug or yeah. something and everyone's like yeah i think he's onto something yeah robots that turn into bugs this is a fantastic idea and then uh someone says uh what about ladybugs yeah transformers for girls and i just <laughs> laughed at that because it was so fucking 80s yeah and like the, the there's another little bit where it's like um He's in his office and his friend is there and he's like, you get to play with all these toys. And then he picks up a, like a Barbie doll or something. He's like, what's this? And Tom Hanks is all, oh, they just they just put that in there. Yeah. You know, I you know, and throws it away. And I was like, God, it's such a, you know, stick to your gender specific yeah. toys, kids. Yeah. Don't don't move out of your lane. But even even in in um, the sense that Susan is like uh, she's a businesswoman She's, you know, got got her own mind. She smokes cigarettes. She's grown up. Uh, you know, she's passionate about her, her work. Yeah. But then she barges in while he's uh, do, doing an interview and she's giving out about her assistant or something or someone on her team. Yeah. And she says, uh, ever since she got engaged, she's terrible. She just spends all day thinking about what her what her um, her married name is going to yeah. be. Yeah. And I was like, so it's simultaneously like, uh, putting uh, a woman in a position of power as a, as a businesswoman, but then she's coming and complaining about another woman just being a ditzy, engaged woman who's like, yeah, yeah. doesn't have her, doesn't has taken her eye off the ball because she's just thinking about her wedding. Yeah, I just thought it was so like, yeah, yeah. On Susan, I was just going to say, what is her relationship with John Hurt's character? Because like they're they're having breakfast together in their overcoats or their their dressing gowns. And they're going to work together. Yeah. They're on the same team. And that's not very, that's not allowed anyway. Like if you're in a corporate company, you shouldn't be, anyway. But, so that, yeah, you've got yeah. all that he's, crap going on. He's got on. a key. He's got the key to her apartment. He's got the key to, yeah. 
And then, but yet she'll go to a work party and leave with somebody else. And then the next morning they're in his car driving to work talking about what happened last night. So what did, did he pick yeah. her up from Tom Hanks's house? Uh, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I stayed over in that um, 14-year-old guy's uh, uh, toy apartment. Can you come and pick me up, sweetheart? Don't forget to get cappuccinos. And it's like, what? that's just, that's a weird relationship that they have. Did, did you notice, because you were talking about John Lovitz and how kind of useless a character he yeah. was. And it's like, yeah, he's got maybe two scenes. And then when they have the, like, what is it? It's just like some sort of work party. That, like, for a toy company, they're like, it's almost like they're like the biggest Wall Street fucking banker company yeah. in the world. They have like this like tuxedo dinner party yeah. and the camera is kind of moving down and off camera you can hear John Lovitz talking. And then when it moves down and if I, I remember I saw him and he says he's dancing with a, with a, a woman and he says, smell my neck. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you look at his mouth, when you look at his mouth moving, he's not saying "smell my neck." He's saying something yeah, yeah, else. They had to do He's just added that in. It's like an ADR <laughs> yeah, job yeah. where they've just they got him in a studio yeah. in a booth and said, "Yeah, say something funny, John." He's like, uh, "Like what? Uh, you're dancing with a woman. What are you going to say? Smell my neck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, just, it made yeah. me laugh because it was so bad. Just insert a generic chat up line. Okay, smell my neck. Yeah, that party was crazy. Smell my neck and pull my finger. <laughs> Just... but the, yeah, that party was like, it was, it belonged in a Joel Schumacher Batman film. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. like, it was a crazy party. It was so <laughs> extravagant. Yeah. Bruce, you throw a great party. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hope Two-Face doesn't come and ruin it all. Um, is there anything that we don't understand about the film? Any plot holes? The big thing I have is from a plot hole perspective. Ooh. And maybe this belongs in the Star Wars Gunner category where a small character plays a pivotal role that keeps the movie kicking along yeah but it's the it's mm. the power of useless cops um so like in home alone <laughs> like another 80s film they you know they send a cop to to investigate who's in the house and that cop like rings the doorbell twice and he's like there's no one home tell the wife to check out kids again like and but without yeah. that cop being useless, like if the cop was good, he would have like knocked a few times or said, "Hey, I'm a cop. I'm a nice guy. Let me in." And it would have, the movie would have been over. So in the same way, yeah. like Josh's mother rings the cops and says, "This man broke into my house, uh, told me intimate details about my son's anatomy, <laughs> and uh, and then left <laughs> yeah, yeah. in a hurry on his bike, sped off at speed, and the cop is just like, ah." Oh, you know yeah we didn't really find any evidence i'm sure he just ran away he'll be fine and that's it there's no investigation done and obviously that kept the yeah, movie kicking along yeah. but that didn't make any sense and then dre you said you already said it why didn't the mother like star 69 like any of these like tom hanks rang her from his work he rang her from work from his work phone yeah, yeah he yeah. also used from that he also desk. got that job using his real name you know yeah <laughs> yeah, so, yeah yeah I mean, it wouldn't have been that hard to find him. Yeah, yeah he's because he, his name, I mean, like it, the picture of him as a kid is on the milk carton when Susan and John Hurd are having like their breakfast yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So it's the same name. And he went and it says went missing on such a date. Yeah. And he's been he's been working there for like four days or something. So they kind of would have put sort of 
maybe put yeah, two well, and two together. Yeah, well, do you know what? Yeah. It, it just shows that those missing kids on cartons, like, nobody gives a fuck about them because... They like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, actually. You know the yeah. way like I've got I've got some care. cereal and it's dry and I need to wet it. That is all I want to use this carton for. Yeah, like but I mean that that was never oh, a done thing in Ireland or anything. But um, even if you don't give a fuck about who what kid is on, what kid is missing and on your carton, you would <laughs> don't give a fuck. You would read it. I don't give a fuck about these kids. No, I'm who, thirsty for some cow's juice. You would read it, right? And if that kid that's missing has the same name as somebody who's just started in your job, yeah. you'd be like, yeah. hey, his name is Josh Baskin yeah. too. And it yeah. would be kind of on uh, your mind. And they just happen to be talking about how they called around all the universities and other toy companies <laughs> with his name. You know, you know yeah, Josh Baskin, yeah. Josh Baskin, Josh Baskin. Yeah, I did like the he, cut he to the to the yeah. milk carton. It was a very uh, eerie Indiana type cut. Yes. Um, any any other things that makes any sense to you guys? Yeah, no. Just t- talking about when he he goes from zero to ninety after the 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 sex scene that we don't see because they couldn't really have that in a movie. They have him touching her bra and cupping her breast. <laughs> But yeah, he goes. He, yeah, he he become he he goes very very much like a full adult, and he's behaving kind of like a full adult, in the sense that he's wearing regular suits mm. and doing his job. And I thought that the movie started to kind of drag. Yeah, a little bit when that happened because up to that point, he's a kid. He's wearing funky suits. He's doing funny things with uh, mi- like mini uh, mini corn. Mm and caviar and all that kind of stuff and it just kind of it from that point onwards it it, it turned and it was like okay when is he going to realize that he is a kid and he has to go home i guess they have to set up the conflict that he doesn't like he's kind of getting used to this yeah kind of like to make a choice yeah but yeah but it, but it kind of the this the kind of fun fish out of water kid in a in a in an adult's body started to kind of kind of go out of the movie at that point yeah it's almost like a fish who starts to think hmm, this oxygen actually is pretty pretty cool <laughs> i don't like this water yeah, but, <laughs> yeah but they don't realize that they're slowly dying <laughs> yeah yeah um i about uh things i didn't didn't understand it was a very very minor bit but at the start of the film when josh as tom goes to the school where his friend his friend is playing basketball and uh, the coach tells him to put all the balls in the in the storeroom and Tom is hide <laughs> Tom is hiding in there right yeah but the so that door goes straight out into the hall the only other door out of there is chained shut because his friend tries to escape when 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 Josh is trying to convince him that he's his best friend. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know which is more sinister, that Tom Hanks's character <laughs> decided to chain these doors shut and trap a child in the storage room, or that despite health and safety measures, that it was the school's decision to stop the theft of their sports <laughs> balls that they would chain up their fire exits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
did did Tom Hanks chain up that door? I mean, because I I I noticed that I was like he's like he's like you know trying to get out, and I was like, there's a big like that's padlock chain yeah. and padlock. Why was it padlock? Who did that? Why did they yeah. do that? I'm, I guess because yeah. he, he couldn't he couldn't escape. I suppose, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're definitely yeah they're trying uh, to protect yeah, their, like, uh, their gym equipment. <laughs> Mr. Principal, I've been running the numbers and there's a 0.127 probability of a fire happening, but we're losing balls every day. <laughs> I propose <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we chain up the, the fire exit. Chain up those yeah. doors. Yeah. If we lose six more basketballs, the school's going to have to close forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just two days away from retirement. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole separate plot line that was uh, got rid of. Yeah. Do you know what, but, I, do you know what I don't understand? At the end of it, when he's like, why don't you come with me? You you know, you could be 13 as well. And she's like, fuck that. I'm not going through puberty again. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't say fuck that. There's only one fuck in the movie, which is the little ginger kid is a fuck in the movie. One yeah. of those rare PG fucks. Um, it's a PG which, fuck. Which don't happen. Yeah, it's PG-13, but it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's that's it, But that's, that, that, that's an 80s and 90s trope, like having yeah, these films that have fucks in it, which is uh, yeah, something nice I miss now. Nice fucking Marvel in Beetlejuice, that one. <laughs> nice fucking Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but when he says, you know, why don't you... But then, like, I, I was thinking, well, the Zoltar machine is not like uh, I wish I was big machine or I wish I was small machine. It's a fucking wish machine. You could mm. wish for anything. You could wish for a hundred million dollars. You could wish for, uh, she could have said, okay, here's my wish. I wish that I got to keep grown up Josh <laughs> and that another Josh, yeah, a 12 year old, a 13 year old Josh could go back to his mother and I get to keep this Tom Hanks Josh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and have sex with him and eventually have, you know, marry him or whatever. Yeah. Because he was like genuinely, you know, he has that. And that was a kind of a nice romantic comedy Maybe the first sort of Tom Hanks romantic comedy line. I, I, I can't remember if there was any in Splash where he's like, there's a million things. Uh, You've got jailbait. You know, ma- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a million things keeping yeah. me or, or make me want to want to go home. But there's only one thing that's that's making me want to stay. Mm. And it's and it's you, Susan. And she's like, you're 13. I fucked a 13-year-old. Yeah. No, but you're right, though. If you're Sarah, you're like, okay, Josh, see you later. I'm going to stay with the machine for a while. i got a couple of wishes to crank out here, you know? Yeah. And, and we, all, we already know we already know from the start of the movie that the, that the Zoltar machine is powered on sexual frustration. <laughs> and she is just yeah. full of that. Yeah. So she's obviously going to get whatever she wishes. Yeah. Zoltar's just Multiple showing orgasms. off, though. Like, you know, he's he's just showing off, having his plug just hanging out there. I don't even need this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't like that guy. Did you notice we- that Susan's, <laughs> how sad Susan's um, fading smile was at the end? Because it was oh, a real, yeah. like, hey, yeah, mm. no, I will see you in six years. And then it yeah. it's, it keeps cutting back to her. And every time it's just a slow fade to just, oh, fuck you know yeah. I think that was my last chance when she sees when she sees him finally a, as a, a child viable. she realizes like i gotta get the fuck out of here quick you know <laughs> when she yeah, yeah. when she drops him back at his house now do you notice that she parks like 
12 houses up from his house because she's yeah. like just in case this <laughs> the FBI are circulating with helicopters around the house seen near the house <laughs> yeah yeah just, just in case there's a cop waiting to see the there's the kidnapper. She's she's dropping him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get her. And do you know yeah. what? Do you know what else? Nobody else talks about uh, is that after this movie, every character in the film needs therapy because. Oh yeah. Like, what does Tom Hanks do? What do, What does Josh do when he gets back? I mean, he can't. He's not going to convince anybody that he was transported into a the thirty year old version of himself so he has mm. to go along mm. with a story that he has been kidnapped and kept kidnapped. by a grown yeah, man yeah. for yeah. six weeks so yeah. by him keeping up that facade and lying about it he's fucking up his mother even more because she'll be tormented forever mm. uh, at the thoughts at of the what, thought of what, did to him. what yeah. happened you know you know but but he got all the pepsi in the world he had a pepsi machine and a trampoline in his apartment ma'am <laughs> And um, so the, fine, the, yeah. the letter he wrote home made no sense. I didn't really yeah. get that. What what was he trying to say where he was? Like in a in a summer camp for kids that are kidnapped. Like what was he trying to? He's in a laboratory where they're testing kids <laughs> for like what? <laughs> yeah, I guess he's trying to reassure his mother that he's yeah. that he's okay. Yeah. But it just c- c- was kind of. Because, cause like, it takes six weeks, you know, like, you know, they, they, they want to get the list of fairgrounds and whatever. Mm. Um, because initially, and that made me laugh as well, when, when he cycled back the next day, he cycles back in the BMX to the to the, to the the carnival. Yeah. But it's gone. And you see that there's a really nice shot of just, like, an empty park. Yeah. But there's, like, rubbish everywhere. So much and I rubbish. Just thought, yeah, I just thought those filthy carnival folk didn't clean up after themselves. Yeah, that's but, I mean, not the carny folk. That's the that's the the punters. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, dirty New Yorkers. But he's like, <laughs> and then you know they, they get the list where they have to wait six weeks to get the list, and then his friend comes in and he's like, I have the list, and he, but he won't answer the phone, and then it's like another week or two, so it's maybe like eight weeks. Yeah. So he's like he's putting his mother and obviously the rest of his family, but they only really focus on the mother. You never see the father. You never see the father after those initial scenes. It's just the mother at the window. She has that scene where uh, she's on the little walkie-talkie, the Spider-Man walkie-talkie, and your man's like, "Oh hey, hey, Mrs. Baskin." Um, <laughs> but he, he he's putting his mother through like a fortnight of additional anguish that she doesn't need to be put through. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. just fucking, you know where it is. Just go home. Fuck your high-powered job in as vice president of whatever and your sexy girlfriend. You're 13. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the the whole six-week thing is a perfect example of how, if that film was reboot now, technology would ruin that whole premise because it's yeah, basically yeah. sitting on the fact that they have to find out where the where the... Give me a list of all the fairgrounds today. You just yeah. Google it or look up some sort. Look, you know, go online yeah. where you have to go to like city hall, fill out a triplicate, tri- fill out yeah. tree forms in the same way. That would have taken six months if it was in Ireland. Six months to a year. They would <laughs> yeah, have been at yeah. the Fingal County <laughs> yeah. Council. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you didn't, you, you didn't use your initials there properly. So yeah, you have to, yeah. Let's go back to the start. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, has the movie entered anything into the lexicon? 
Um, I the only thing I have is is it's the song Heart and Soul. Anytime you hear that song from now on, it's just it's big. It's it's just the yeah. big song now. It's not even. Like I actually had to Google what is the name of the song from from Big, and then when I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, Heart and Soul, or Heart and Soul. Everybody knows what that is. Yeah. But the point was, I didn't. I had to Google it and be reminded of the name of it because. And when you Google it, when you Google what is the Big song, it's like Google tells you. It doesn't even go into a website because it's such a, it's such a commonly Googled thing. Mm. Um, that's all I have really. <laughs> and Tom Hanks, it puts Tom Hanks in Tom the Hanks. lexicon because yeah, yeah. it it, yeah. it it elevated it into a into that world where he transcends even yeah. movies. He's just this global star now. One subtle thing that I noticed, and I couldn't even find it on Google, um, was when he's in his business suit at the end, at the, in the very, very last scene when he's at the business meeting, at one point he puts out his hand to wave, and I notice on his wrist he's wearing a Rolex Day-Date, right? Okay. Hey, you know me. I'm a, I'm a watch guy. But he's wearing a Rolex Day-Date. I like my Day-Date. time pieces. Time is a well, I like my time pieces. Uh, but a Rolex Day Date is it starts at about fifteen thousand, and it goes up to it can go up to anything. Now the one he was wearing has gold and silver. It's white gold and yellow gold, and it's definitely that that one that he's wearing is about thirty grand. Like just if you want to buy it, that's what it is. And I, I get it; it's to show that he's this he's now this like executive businessman who wears Rolexes. But he's a fourteen year old kid, like. He should have been wearing like a, a a really cool Casio or a watch with a calculator on it. Like, who oh, told laser him beams. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just such a yeah, weird... Yeah, he's, he's a nerdy kid who likes video games and stuff. Exactly, yeah. I just thought it was a really weird... It was just too much. Again, he's Mr. Black Coffee now. He's Mr. Suits. He's, he's Jimmy yeah. Normal. But like a Rolex, I just thought that was a bit... And very yeah, he, subtle... He, he, because they didn't push it too hard. Like I had to yeah. notice it and rewind it. But yeah, I just that, that was fucking weird. For yeah, it's very subtle product placement when you have to rewind it, pause it, zoom in, yeah, enhance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aha! It's a Rolex. Trevor was like Minority <laughs> Report last night watching it. <laughs> yeah, all the screens yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Trevor, do you know what I noticed? You didn't ask this time about uh, potential drinking games. For oh, this yeah. film, and yeah. I have one. Uh, yeah, drinking game for this film would be anytime his name is said because it's said all the time. <laughs> in yeah. in most scenes, I'd love to see a supercut of yeah. all the yeah. Josh, 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 Josh. His, his yeah. name is said. I I'd say in every scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's said a lot, and he says it himself. It, a lot of is it because of how famous Tom Hanks was? It was like we need to let the audience know this isn't Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's playing Josh. <laughs> yeah. Another drinking game could be anytime Susan looked at Josh and gave him a look, this like, like she wanted to hop on him. Yeah. 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 Like it's or any 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 time he didn't get the fact that she was like coming on to yeah. him. Yeah. There's loads of that. As, yeah, as, yeah, as Ed would yeah. say, there was a want in her. There was, oh, a, there want was a want in those eyes, a desire. I do. It is. It's something that they did from 1940 up until about 1994. I'm going to say, anytime <laughs> like a woman looked at a fella and gave him the glad eye, they'd always put this weird like rose tinted kind of uh, hazy blur around her face, and like mm. 
it's it's a weird cut that they always do whenever there's like a lovey-dovey scene and it just makes the woman look you know extra beautiful and extra whatever and her eyes are sparkling but it's always but they do it in this they do it with her when she's when she's at the party and she's looking up at him in his tuxedo and all yeah. the background goes blurry and her hair is all her. sparkling and the filter yeah the instagram filter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's weird and they don't do that anymore thankfully um ever ever since they did it with um What's the girl in It's a Wonderful Life? Debbie. I always say Debbie Reynolds, but it's not Debbie Reynolds. Not Debbie Reynolds. Oh, my God. Sorry. Now. Donna, Donna Reed. Donna Reed. Donna Reed. Donna Reed. Yes, sorry. I was getting mixed up with me D's. Okay. IMDb yeah. movie quiz. It's time for my very, very in-depth research. Uh, on Andre's recent trend, I've had to... You know, do a bit of ducking and diving outside of IMDb. Go a bit deeper with my research. Just like Tom Hanks' Ooh. character, I had to think very linearly with some of my... I had, I had to dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> if that even makes sense as a weird-stretched metaphor. Uh, but what, here we Trev? are, the IMDb movie quiz, I'm part glad, four. I'm glad I'm giving you extra work because I don't think you work hard enough. What with <laughs> you have a young child expecting another one working full-time and, ed- and doing all the editing on this podcast is like he is getting off lightly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to build extra jobs in my life so i can tell paula that i'm just too busy to help her with with with, 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 with family stuff <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. but paula i have to edit that but that podcast that i invented a week ago i really need to edit that or else <laughs> You know? I don't care if the baby's teething. I need to edit this anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to cut my own teeth on this new software application that edits sound. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I always I always try and loop it back in, Ed. I always try and loop it back in. You're professional, By hook baby. or by crook. Joey saying hello. <laughs> oh, Joey. Oh, hey, Joe. old Joey. He just did a big fart, so I think he'll want to poo soon. <laughs> Joey's jo- just like Dylan. Joey's my dog, guys. Not not a not my child. Well, he is my child, I suppose. But I didn't yeah. I didn't give birth to him. I chose not to have sex with a dog. I got a surrogate <laughs> to do that for me. And then she birthed me this beautiful dog. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Question number one. How did Tom Hanks prepare for the role? And just to kind of give a bit of a wider context to it how did penny marshall help tom hanks andrea prepare for acting in this role <laughs> andrea <laughs> go for it uh she locked him in a room with the children that the other children that were going to be in the film and um gave them lots of sweets and stuff and said i'm not opening this door until you guys work it out yeah until you write a script yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just like chimps, like, you know, if for infinity, they'll write all Shakespeare's, uh, yes. whatever. <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll, you know, put them in there long enough to come out with a good, uh, a good lighthearted 80s romp. Am I right? <laughs> Not really. Um, I know they did a bit of that, but no, they actually filmed all of the scenes with young Josh. So every scene that, like, Tom Hanks was in, they got the young Josh to be in those scenes. Oh, that's brilliant. Not all on set, but sometimes they did it in a soundstage oh. or sometimes they did it like in a room. But they filmed all those scenes with the adult actors and they gave those tapes to Tom Hanks to study so he could learn how he moved, how he reacted, his mm. body language. And that's oh. what he modeled everything off. Very good. 
What famous act? Okay, so earlier on, Andrea, you mentioned that they were talking about making this a female-led movie. Do you know the backstory? So, what famous actress was really pushing for the part of Josh to be played by a female and for her to play it? I don't know, but was it the actress from? As she and, buys and time to Google. <laughs> my hands are, my hand, I was, my All hands I hear is, I don't know, but cleckety, cleckety, cleck. I was, um, hmm, Let me think, cleckety, cleckety, uh, cleck. Was it, was it Gina Davis? Uh, no, but she won That's an Oscar. Wild, yes. She won an She actually won Best Actress the year that Big came out, uh, believe it or not. But no, it wasn't. It was Deborah Winger who oh. wanted to be uh, Josh or whatever the female oh. version of Josh would be. John Lovitz didn't appear in this as much as intended. Mm. Why? Because he was bad. Because he, he, he I'm go- injured himself. I'm take a guess. Take a guess. So his click, character, <laughs> his character is in, in it very briefly, and it's. I thought it was kind of to demonstrate, I suppose, the sexism and um, sexual harassment and shite like that. Was there? T- if there were too many scenes of that, um, maybe it wasn't well received at like screenings or something. It's good. It's a good guess. Maybe the Cannes Film the Festival didn't didn't like it. Maybe I um was he was he delayed on another movie? Was there a scandal? Was he sick? No, kind of. There you go. He was sick. There you go. He got the flu. He got a really bad flu. Oh, he no. got sick. But then there was an opportunity for him to finally catch up and reshoot some of the scenes that he missed out on and, and do some nice. ADR and do some, you know, what alternative takes and everything. Kiss my and neck. Bait- Smell my neck. And yeah. He- <laughs> yeah. But but prior to being sick, he just recalled his experience on the movie and he just assumed it was going to be a flop. So he just oh, rang Penny no. Marshall and said, ah, you know what, I'm still, I'm still not feeling great. So, uh, yeah, maybe we just uh, call it a day on this whole character. He just didn't <laughs> show up for the rest of the movie. And he calls it one of the biggest regrets of his life. He calls himself an wow. idiot. Now, Tom Hanks and Elizabeth Perkins both felt that this movie was going to be a flop. They kept saying they were wow. making jokes along the whole uh, shoot saying things like, you know, straight to video, uh, can't wait yeah. for this to be on Blockbuster or whatever. So yeah, nobody had faith in this, only only Penny Marshall. In the last question, in the movie Josh wears Nike's the whole way around. Yeah. They were making a musical for Big. I know Dre, you know this because you saw it. Yeah. What runners does Josh wear in the musical? Oh, Reeboks. Uh-uh. Oh, Ed? just a guess. Converse? Converse, yeah, he wears cons. Oh. Sorry, Ed. Sorry. I I, just I get I get that myself. point. <laughs> What were you going to say, Ed? I was going to say Converse, yeah. Okay, okay. Absolutely. You can give Ed that. I, I, Thank you, I Trey. The gun Thank there. you very much. <laughs> no, it's in now. It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's I'm never going to win one Ruined. of these quizzes. Yeah. I love I, these quizzes. I, 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 I'll, I'll be honest with you. As per normal, I wasn't really taking any score there, but... Just based on recent form, there. I think I'll just give it to Dre. Yeah, yeah. I think I only got one right. <laughs> So if we if we rebooted the movie today, yeah, yeah, who who would be who would be Tom Hanks? Who, who would be Tom Hanks? Who would be oh, yeah. who would be Josh? Um, that's a tough one. I think Danny DeVito would be the funniest <laughs> <laughs> ever. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. Or uh, Danny DeVito <laughs> or Rick Rick Moranis because it was fit it, it would fit into Rick Moranis's uh, yeah. you know Honey I Shrunk the Kids you know a lot about yeah yeah flipping around bodies and but yeah they'd be my choices for for Josh like f- yeah I don't care how old they are today it's probably funnier <laughs> that they're a lot older. Yeah, it would actually be funny. That's the kind of movie they need to make. It's like everyone goes for like the 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 thirteen year old turning thirty. It's always thirty. Why not make them like sixty or seventy? Yeah, you know, yeah. and ha- like have Mel Brooks like turn into Mel Brooks. Have a thirteen year old <laughs> turn into Mel Brooks. That's a that's a film you want to watch. It could, you it know, could be. Or, uh... Yeah, you, you could do a remake of Big and just call it Old. Um, yeah. Yeah, and have yeah. Anthony Hopkins yeah. as you know a kid who's like, I wish I was old, and then suddenly he's Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. and he's going around uh, you know sh- shopping centres uh, with like clipped coupons, getting discounts in supermarkets and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to get I my juice. Ta- <laughs> I have a sudden taste for prune juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's what you want. Guys, we've arrived at the at the crossroads that we always arrive at, where we decide left or right, up or down, in or out. Does this film deserve a place in the Sinistream Vault? Very, very coveted position for any film to have. Does it deserve it? Maybe this time, rather than start the conversation, I'll give it to the floor and I'll give my little opinion at the end. But Ed, this time I'll start with you. Roads, the Sinistream Club Crossroads. Movies um, in the stream, we know what they are. Are they any good? <laughs> Will they go real far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting question because I've been thinking about. So yeah, is is it a case of is this a movie I take to a desert island, or is this the first Tom Hanks movie I'd recommend to someone? And you know what, it would be one of them for sure. And I think it's one of those movies like uh harkens back to episode one like um michael j fox as marty mcfly in back to the future i think this is like a very specific role for a specific actor at a specific time that no one else could have done a better job of yeah and it was his you know his first oscar nomination for best lead actor in a comedy movie which is like unheard of so, I think, yeah, for those reasons, I yeah, I, I, I would put it in the vault. Dre, I'm, I, I think I know the answer, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the floor and state your case. I mean, I think any Tom Hanks film that we do is gonna be getting shoved into this vault. Yeah, and then I'll be asking. Okay, Dre, I'll calm down. <laughs> cool your, cool your lines. I'll be asking you to throw me in the vault as well and throw away the key. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I think even though I did say that Tom Hanks is is Tom Hanks your number one kind of quirky little fantasy, quirky little fantasy. It's more yeah. than that. He's perfection. He's actually the per- like the most perfect man. <laughs> the most perfect man. I like how your voice goes really creepy when you the most perfect man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how important Tom Hanks is. The world only took COVID seriously when he became patient number one. 
Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. patient X for a lot of people. Yeah, once, yeah. once, once he got it, we were like, we cannot let America's sweetheart <laughs> go down on this ship. We all yeah. have to start wearing our masks, baby, and washing our hands. It's real. It's, it's real. fucking real. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hanks. Okay, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I think the film works. I, I mentioned the points already. Like, j- just the concept. Uh, like, there's so many of these movies where kids turn into adults and everything. But having that kid, like, ha- have that kid nail adult life purely because that kid is just leveraging how a kid operates you know he's he's thinking yes in the yes no sphere he's making um he's asking questions that other adults would be too embarrassed to ask he's direct he's just a kid and because of that he climbs the corporate ladder he he gets a girlfriend he becomes successful yeah and and it's and it's funny I, i think i think it's a great film and i think yeah it's it's your point ed it's the moment Tom Hanks became a, a global superstar and, you know, he was Oscar nominated. He's suddenly now he's up there. He's like he's Gene Hackman and Dustin Hoffman were were nominated the same year. And that's the time. That's the that's the year Tom Hanks kind of joined that party of actors. He became that he, he got brought into that group, into that bucket. And yeah, and it also did a really good job of showing again, we mentioned this earlier on, like the film did a really good job on showing how like the rules that society puts in you can hold you back and it can actually make you regress in your development as a person. And, and we see how we help Susan see that and he he helped her see her inner child and all that kind of sloppy stuff. But that's even just getting a bit heighty-flighty about it. It's just a funny film and he's really good in it. And yeah, I, I think it deserves to be in the vault. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement here. It's in the vault. We're, we're agreed. In. Lock it in. Throw away the key. In, Maybe hand the key to Dre so she can enter it now and again and have a little play around Check with Tom Hanks. Be her, her own personal red room. Just have Tom <laughs> Hanks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you have it. Big has been entered into the Cinestream vault. And if you want to watch Big, it's available on Disney+. Plus. If you disagree or have suggestions for other movies for us to review then give us a shout. We're on Instagram at the Cinestream Club or on Twitter at the Cinestream C1. Next week, for St. Patrick's Day, we're going to take a look at part one of the Barrytown trilogy, The Commitments. If you want to watch it and play along, it's available to rent on Apple TV and Google Play. See you then. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Heard my little sis is buying a car. You'll need my secret guide. Gross, no way. I already used Capital One Auto Navigator. I bet your credit score... Wasn't impacted at all, so ha. I got my real rate and monthly payment, had an amazing test drive at the dealership, and made the purchase. Taking the easy way out. That's so you. Still not getting it. That's so you. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator.